calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. everybody and welcome to the flow i am your host doc rock community manager at ecamm and katie is on vacation so today riding with me my ride or die homie mr camera junkie also known as luis vega aloha luis how you doing doc hey, good you know how it is you know what it is today we're going to be talking about Podcast editing, and the reason why I picked this is because Luis is the editor of The Flow. <laughs> I tend to edit my own personal podcast. I tend to edit them myself just because I find it easier due to the fact that, A, I've been editing audio for years. B, I know what I said, <laughs> so it's quicker to me, but we are lucky to have Luis as the podcast editor for Ecamm because that leaves my plate open to answer all of your guys' crazy questions when you have crazy questions. So it's kind of a win-win-win no matter what type situation. Anyway, so let's dive in. We're going to do some basic questions and things, and then from there, we'll get into the deeper questions as related to the flow. Before we start, I do want to remind you, if you haven't done so already, we're going to want you to go over and jump on to your iTunes and leave a review if you're liking the show. Reviews really help the podcasters a lot. The best thing you can do if you like a show is leave a review on iTunes. It does make life so much better for the podcasters. It also lets the other people know that the show is worth listening. It's kind of like restaurants, right? You go to restaurants that other people that you like or you trust have said this restaurant is good. So 
that's why reviews kind of help out a lot. So if you like the show, please go to iTunes and drop a review. Also, if you like the show and it's helpful or you know somebody who's doing a podcast, especially who has been contemplating a video podcast, please send them a link and ask them to come to the show. The live tapings happen like this every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. So weird for me, it's actually 12 p.m. Eastern. I'm used to being 6 a.m. in the boom o'clock morning in Hawaii. Very true. But I'm on the East Coast right now, and it's kind of throwing me off. But my voice definitely sounds better because I'm awake. (laughs) And then number two is if you want to come to the live taping, realize that we're going to record it then. You'll be live. You'll get to ask questions, get your questions answered live in the mix, which I think is fan-glorious. Also, you will have to come back the next week to get the recorded content. That is how it goes with the flow. And the funnest part about recording live is getting live changes in the sunlight because then I can just rock the camera manually. (laughs) Anyway, so let's get started with the flow. We're going to start off today again talking about podcast editing. So we're going to take this baby to the very first question. So if you will, Mr. Katie Junkie, Mr. Camera Junkie, let's go. (laughs) Do you need a podcast editor? That is a fantastic question. All right. In the brain of Doc, I'm going to say not really, because actually editing can be simple. And it is one of those things that even if you are going to hire an editor, I think you should edit some yourself anyway. So let's say you edit slow because you don't have the experience yet. And you hired an editor like Mr. Camera Junkie or someone of that nature. You should still edit it anyway. Let them go ahead and do a thing so you can get it out and publish them. But it's crazy for you not to at least learn the basic editing techniques. Here's why. You will be better capable of explaining to your editor how you want things when you know how to edit. And they will understand you better, right? If I spoke completely to Luis in Japanese instead of our native tongue, which is Spanish with the Puerto Rican flavor. He was Spanglish. Like, yeah, Spanglish. New Yorican. But what do they call New Yorkans in Miami? My my Americans. <laughs> they call us uh, Cuban. <laughs> oh my God. They call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the sorry. Sorry, I'm gonna get stuck on my tiki boom, tiki boom. So yes, I think it's important that it would definitely help you more and help you understand the basics if you have the ability to tell your editor exactly what you want. So you should learn it, but you won't have to learn the heavy minutia. And to be honest with you, editing audio is actually pretty simple. What makes it more difficult is the processing of the audio after. You're literally cutting out words you don't like and closing gaps. There's tons of great editing software, but the processing part to make it sound, that's a little bit more polished. How say you, Mr. Junkie Camera? Well, I would have to agree with you on both of those points. First of all, if you are starting being able to edit your own podcast, I think it's something that you should attempt even before hiring an editor for the simple reason that you will also not only be able to communicate to that editor a lot easier, but you also know and have a realistic view of what the process entails. It might not be the hardest thing, but you also know that it's a time-consuming process so that you will value your editor's time that much more and understand what you're asking out of that person. 
The other aspect, when it comes to editing the audio, it is pretty simple, but it also depends on the podcast that you're doing. So like you mentioned before that you do your own podcast, it's a lot easier when you're doing it with only one person. But when you're editing a podcast with multiple people, two or more, then that's when things start becoming a little bit more complicated and you would need specifically that isolated audio so that the latency that's built into these programs while you're recording, actually you're able to mitigate when someone accidentally like steps over or talks over somebody during a crucial point in your podcast. There you go. You're right. That's one thing that you will learn if you do edit the podcast yourself. You will learn how to avoid things like audio stepping or accidentally stepping over the other person as they speak. I do like that concept that you said about understanding what your editor is going to want, right? I think it also helps you become a better podcaster because when you do edit a little bit yourself, even if it's only just for practice, you understand better how not to fade a line. Okay, what does that mean? Let's say I wanted to do a comment that Paul put in and it says, please take your question over to Facebook. We're only answering podcast questions today, right? When you fade a line like that, instead of saying, please take your questions over to Facebook, we're only answering podcast questions today. Like you end with a, uh, when you fade a line and Luis is laughing because I fade the living out of my lines. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because we fade lines when we speak as humans. And when I'm doing the show with Katie, I'm talking to my buddy. So yeah, we tend to do that. But it will help you when you do your recordings, you'll learn how to not fade your lines as much. And therefore, you'll get better, clean endings to sentences. You will also learn to let things breathe in between statements instead of just waxing rhapsodically and bump things together. What I mean by that is you learn to become more cognizant of to end on the sentence and let it beat for like at least two heartbeats before you start the next sentence. That makes your editing easier. It also makes your podcast editor's job a lot easier. Absolutely. Like uh, there you go. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. make sure that you're paying attention and that you're not just so fixated on what you're trying to say next. Because you could actually interrupt something because you're trying to fit your answer in between those two little heartbeats like you mentioned. And make sure that the person who's asking or speaking ahead of you is actually done with their concise thought or question before you start answering yourself. Because I could have accidentally stepped in between your message there and would have made one of those full pause. Right, right. So <clears throat> the timing and the pacing when you have a partner, that does become natural after time. When you're dealing with a guest and you're changing guests every week, that does take a little bit more work. But remember, the cool part about doing a video podcast and why you should be using Ecamm Live is we can see each other. So I can yeah. do the Tina, the Tom, Tom, <laughs> and that lets Luis know that I want to say something. Or I could do the Kanye, wait, 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 I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, right? You could give hand gestures 
or something of that nature. The other thing while we're recording, if Luis is talking and he's about to throw it to me and I'm over here doing one of these numbers with this with this bottle of water here, Luis would know he has to say three or four more words until I can get the and then ready to go. Very cool. Yeah. And not only that, just the other aspect, even if you're just doing a audio podcast, but using this to actually be able to see someone nodding their head and giving you that affirmation of what you're speaking on as far as the same thing that I had just mentioned, that you're actually listening to them and that you're paying attention to what they're saying. 100%. Let's get on to point number two. Mr. Luis. How should you edit your podcast? Ooh, that's a good question. All right, so here's what I'm going to tell most of you guys who are listening to the show tend to be Mac users because Ecamm Live is a Mac-only product. And in that case, just start with GarageBand. If you follow the Doc Rock school of getting the Final Cut Suite, you have Logic, but Logic has a bigger learning curve. So I'm going to say, number one, start with GarageBand. Number two, if you're an Adobe person, you have Audition, I would go with Audition next. It's just slightly easier than Logic. I love Logic, I can do both Audition and Logic, but Adobe Audition is extremely good. If you happen to be a Photoshop user, you already have it. It's not super hard to learn. Mr. Mike Russell of musicradiocreative.com has a metric ton of fantastic tutorials on how to use Audition. And actually so does Adobe. Adobe has this thing called Adobe Live TV and they give all the tutorials there. Believe it or not, I've even edited podcasts in Final Cut <laughs> because I have my visual there, right? I'm doing it in my video editor. Now, let's say I don't wanna learn audio editing at all, period, point blank, dock you out your dang mind. I hope you get hit in the head with a biscuit while you're in Virginia. I'm gonna say my answer to that would be Descript. Descript, that's Descript.com. It is so simple. You take your audio file when you're done, you drop it into Descript, and Descript basically turns it into a, a Word document, a Google Doc, if you will. And you just edit like you're editing a document. It automatically edits your podcast. So if I say something like, every hour is happy hour, that's what it says on the sign over there, then you'll see that on my page. It'll say every hour is happy hour, period. And then you'll see my side comment that says, that's what it says on the sign over there. I can highlight, that's what it says the sign over there, and delete it. And it automatically deletes it from the audio it chops the video if you threw a video at it too. Descript is the ultimate audio editing hack. Yeah, and that doesn't even include the fact that it has that overdub feature. So if you have Descript or you're looking into it, there's an aspect where you could actually pre-record a specific phrase or paragraph that will then allow you to actually correct errors in the podcast, like the error that I had just a little while ago, that nobody would hear because we were able to actually just pick up that line 
But if you actually did not get that chance, then what you can do with the script is actually have an overdub feature that will actually replace a word or maybe even insert a word that you forgot to say in general with that feature directly through the script. So I would agree that the script, if you're just starting out, is an amazing tool and it has a whole lot of power and a lot of features that you can use for your podcast. There you go. There you go. I really, really like the script. The script is a game changer. There's a couple of online editing things, but to me, it seems like it's going to slow your process down. You got to upload the thing. You got to edit it there. You got to download the thing. To me, it's a lot of work. So just use GarageBand as built in. Another fancy thing about GarageBand, you can do it on your iPad. You can do it on your phone. Like you can get busy with it. Some of your guys' podcast hosts actually have built-in editors as well. So that's another place to look. I believe Audacity was one of the most famous as far as the free editors goes. I have never, ever, ever been a fan of Audacity because, yeah, this is going to sound mean, but Audacity is a fantastic editor, but I'm a very graphic design-oriented person. UI, UX is everything. The Audacity UI, aka user interface, or UX, user experience, as if it was coded by a chimpanzee. <laughs> so it's just not a thing. I Come do on, not Doc. like ugly, I don't like ugly apps, man. I can't do it. I, I would I would at least said Windows, you know, like Windows XP, you know, something it is of that aspect. Extremely Windows XP. Oh my god, and XP <laughs> is Latin for expansi. So chimpanzee. <laughs> Yo. It, it does look like it still was written in Windows XP, which I find funny because it's a good app. But like, fam, after all of these years, could you get a designer? And I know it's open source, but I bet you there's tons of kids right now in design school or UX school at many universities that if you put out a thing and said, hey, we're going to do a GoFundMe campaign to raise money, to hire someone, to polish this app so it no longer looks like Windows XP, you would get all kind of contestants. Some people would want to do it purely on the pride and they need stuff for their portfolio. So I don't know. And that's one of the disadvantages of open source. There isn't always a company behind it or a boss, if you will. So those decisions are harder to come by, which is also why OBS still looks like it was crafted in a handbag because there is no actual company behind it. And it's still it's a fantastic app. It's a great place to jump off for many, many people because it's free. But that is the nature of open source. You don't always get pretty. So, so Doc, let me ask you. How would you edit your podcast? I find right now that the easiest thing for me is drop it in the script first. Fix the heavy hit, the heavy lifting. Like just now, when I said the heavy, the heavy, the heavy, easy to chop that out, right? And then the script exports to either Final Cut, Premiere, Audition, already just in the thing. So I tend to export it to Audition for the audio stuff. And I export it to Final Cut for the visual stuff. And once I'm in Final Cut, I just close those transitions. I make the transitions prettier, put a little on top, you know. Oh, my goodness. I have something Mm -hmm. to show you later. Speaking of which, I have to try to reach out to them. There's something called Audio Design Desk, ADD. Yeah, I know. Right. Speaking of which. Okay. it, it can go <laughs> by and it helps you automatically put in the 
whenever you do transitions. Like, it can feel it. I just saw Dylan John's video on it. Oh, he published it? I, I've been watching the pre-release. I, um. Okay, so yeah. Well, you, you're probably part of his Discord, right? But regardless, I just saw it. It was released today. Yeah, audio uh, desk, something like that. And super, super interesting. Amazing how easy and how fast you can create a sound design. But that's a conversation for another day. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. It's so good. There was another one brought up in the chat. This why you should come to live recordings. Uh, Dean said, check out Reaper. Same problem with Reaper. It just... It looks like you yeah. spray painted. Not a thing. Like it's a good app. I got one of my homies actually writes Reaper plugins, and I tell him all the time. I was like, man, could we just throw like one of our designer friends at it? I cannot do apps that look like they were designed in the back seat of a moving car. <laughs> just they just need to get somebody to skin them. You understand? Actually, take all the same exact coding and just throw a skin on top of them to make them look nicer. I will say, going to the website real quick, Reaper has had a visual upgrade. So I take it back, Reaper. You're okay. Now you just look like <laughs> one of them people that went away for summer vacation and came back hot. Okay, Reaper's cool. You can let it go now. Go back and try Reaper if you want. It is a heavy hitter, though, for people who are easily intimidated. I don't know how we're friends. Um, yeah, Reaper is also another good one. I think it's mostly free. Okay, let's get over to our last question. Unless you have something to add. Let's continue. Okay. Moving on. What are some pro tips and tricks for success? Okay, okay, okay. All right, my number one pro tip for success is freaking do it. <laughs> that's it, that's it. I'm telling you, man, that's it. All of the stuff that you're scared about right now. And I'm not gonna pick on anyone specifically, but I'm seeing the questions as they come in. Some of those questions are questions because they're great questions. Some questions that come in when we're on lives are attempts to parlay the inevitable. And what does that mean? Mama say, hey, take your butt outside and cut the grass. Me, I would get up, go to the garage, get the lamore, start cutting the grass. Some of my family members whose house I might be sitting in right now doing the podcast would be like, oh, do it have gas in it? Oh, when was the last time Sean lubricated it? Uh, are we gonna have to rake the leaves first? All of those questions, they're questions, and in your brain, you feel like you want an answer. But really what you're doing is just trying to parlay the and do the actual thing. So I often tell my people, my students of my game, listen, when you ask the question, ask yourself, really, do you need this answer or do you just want this answer as a way to kick the can further down the road, okay? So I, I, I know that's a lot, and I know that's hard for people to grok, but trust me, we have all, through extra questions, and especially before a test, remember in elementary or high school when the teacher's about to pass out that pop quiz and everybody all of a sudden mm -hmm. got questions? Those questions are just because you ain't studied. So you're trying to like parlay it long enough so that you could be in your book hoping in that people are asking questions so you can at least backfill your head with a couple of things so you can do better on the test. That's it. I'm sorry. So yes, my answer is... Just do it. It's okay to start when you start. iPhone in the bathroom, iPhone in the car, uh, all fantastic places to record. A walk-in closet surrounded by clothes, another fantastic place to record. And then 
if you can't edit at all, go straight to your Fiverr or your Ecamm community email. Hey, fam, I'm looking for a podcast editor. Just do something like that to get started. Get those first five or six episodes under your belt, and then we can start tweaking from there. Mr. Junkie. I would have to agree. First thing is to get started because your first podcast will never be your best podcast. And the whole thing is that you need to get it done and over with so that you can get to your second, your third and your fifth and how many more that you continue to do. And you will be progressing every time that you do it. But it starts with one. And that's what it is. One is so much more valuable or so much more greater than zero could ever be because every experience starts with one. Like Doc just said, if you've been thinking about it and you're a bit on the fence, I would highly recommend to just get started. I started with live streaming and did a 30-day challenge. And last week, I did episode 91 of my weekly live stream. So 91 consecutive weeks started with one. That's the only thing that I can tell everyone. Just get started. You know, it's not going to be perfect. But the things that you dislike about it, you will learn right away by getting it done. And you will never know what it is that you need to fix until you get started. So that's one thing that I would have to 100% agree with is just get started, get, get going. There you go. There you go. I think another good tip for success would be, okay, let's say you're uncomfortable with speaking on the microphone. And again, comfort is one of those words that I wish I could erase from the English language. Because if you're comfortable, you're stagnant, you're not growing. I remember when you were like 12 or 13 and your legs would hurt or your back would hurt or whatever. We call them growing pains. Why? Because you're becoming bigger human. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, some people didn't get past their 12th grade growing up, Diana Gladney, but the rest of us, we grew. And those growing pains, that's when you know you're working. If you're a bodybuilder, if you're at the gym and your muscles don't hurt, you're not growing muscles. It just it just does it. So I wish we could get rid of that comfortable thing. But let's just say in supposition, you are feeling, say, less than natural speaker on a microphone or on a camera. Get up every day and do your self journal to the camera or the microphone. Talk to the camera or microphone more often. Get in the practice of sending audio slash video messages to members of your family, right? So let's say I wanted to get better. I'm actually good at it, so it's going to probably be way simpler. Just grab your phone, and I want to give an idea, right? So you pop open your phone real quick, and you say, today I want to make that spaghetti. I want to make mom's spaghetti a la Eminem style. So stop by the grocery store and remember to pick up the ingredients, but also remember while you're doing this to go ahead and call your mom because it's something nice and memory-causing when you start to make that tomato sauce. It sparks those memories of when we were kids and I really enjoy that. So yeah, for dinner today, I'm making mom's spaghetti. Boom. Just do that. If you do that, you can keep them. You can delete them. You can share. And hey, that was an Instagram reel. <laughs> you can share them on IG, but that will get you over this weird thing of constantly telling yourself I'm bad on camera. I look this way or I sound this way. Nobody likes the sound of their voice. Not one human in the world. Why? Resonance in your head is not what comes out of your voice because it's not bouncing around the cavity of your cranius, humanist, brainist person. (laughs) 
So nobody likes the sound of their voice. But just get just start making little simple reels to yourself or journal to yourself or whatever. You get over it a lot quicker. You have any more tips, Mr. Junkie? I will give someone or anyone who's listening this tip is um, be careful what you say to yourself because your mind is eavesdropping. That's all I can tell you in that aspect. And if you can figure that out, then you're much better off. But as far as the podcasting pro tips and tricks, going back to the editing aspect, I think that the script is a big thing because I'm actually using it myself. And a tip that I'm doing is that I'm actually not using those audio programs because I'm a Final Cut Pro editor. And it being a video podcast, I'm actually editing the podcast through Final Cut Pro. The thing is, the way that I'm editing it is still in the podcast form. So what does that mean? That means that I'm editing audio first. Even though there's a video aspect to it, right? And there's that aspect on my timeline, I am still editing the audio as the audio listener first. And that's who I'm thinking about making sure that if the audio is not there and well done, then we can't even start to build on the video because the podcast is not a podcast if it's not audio. That's one of the things that I wanted to just emphasize because even though we're talking about starting a video podcast first, it is still a podcast. So we cannot forget about the audio listeners thinking that we're going to say things on the podcast like, take a look at this, because taking a look at something requires the video aspect of it. <laughs> so, you know, just be mindful in those things and understand that even though whatever medium that you're using it, think of the audio first. And once you have that, then you have all the other things that you can build upon the video aspect to accompany it. And then you can supplement it with B-roll or then even cut little pieces out in different forms, whether it be vertical or square, so that you can repurpose that for your social medias to also get the branding of the podcast out in various different platforms. 100%. This is something very important I want to bring up. Again, what Luis just said, I want to remind you, Richard and I were at Podcast Movement all week, so he's probably heard me say this many a times to people. Even if you don't plan on starting a video podcast, record it as a video, because again, you can see what you're doing when you edit. It makes your editing process so much easier, as Luis just stated. The other thing, you take your audio when you're done, you post it to wherever your podcast getting is got, and now... The number one question that came up at Podcast Movement is, how do I get more people to see my podcast? This question came over and over and over and over again. So it turns out one of the best ways, as Travis Brown put us on to again, is to use Instagram. Use Instagram Reels or Shorts on YouTube or TikTok or uh, LinkedIn even. So what happens with those, because you did it as a video first, you're able to take hitters. Like Luis just dropped a couple of bombs. I could take that bomb where Luis spoke about saying things like, look over here when you know that audio listeners can't see. I could take that clip, turn it into a vertical, put different B-roll in front of it to make it make sense, and then publish that onto any of those short places I spoke about. With the short form video places will now do is give me an opportunity in the call to action 
to send them back to subscribe to the podcast. So I'm taking the element that was already done and a lot easier because the video does exist. I can now generate a short form content from that. And that, my friends, is how you cook bacon in an oven. So I think it's very important that you do a video first, even if you have no intentions on having a video podcast. And lastly, I will state, start with video first. It does make the whole thing easier, but also you will probably want to go back and get those videos that you made and you edit it and post them at some point because now this week, YouTube has officially announced that tab I've been telling y'all about. It's not fully baked yet but it's the foot in the door. They stuck a size 13 Nike in the door and said, look gang, we're about to kick this podcast thing down. You have been warned, okay? So now is the time, if you have been sitting on it, now is the time to get gangster with your video podcast, 100%. A little tip to add to that is that officially, as of the first day that YouTube put the podcasting feature on their website that same day they officially became the number one podcasting source i believe apple is at 17 percent spotify is at 23 percent and youtube is currently at 25 percent of the place where people listen to podcasts uh i don't want to get an explicit tag but insert your favorite bad word right there and be like because that's amazing. That is amazing. Oh, my goodness. That's But see, I said it ever since I started talking about this more than a year ago. I've been telling y'all, Jared and Tom and I have been back telling this conversation for a minute. I'm telling you, it's about to get nuts. It's just about to get nuts. So get started, man. It, it's just a thing to do. Now, I am going to say... Because we're getting this tab the way we're getting it, one of the questions that will pop up, and I think this is a choice you have to make, no one's gonna be able to give you the right answer. This is your answer and your answer only, so please don't ask. Should I make another channel or put the podcast on my current channel? Your business, period, point blank. There is no right answer, there is no wrong answer, it's how you wanna do it. I will tell you right now, as of tomorrow, there will be lots of gurus out there telling you what to do, that is up, to you period point blank in the story so make it an executive decision know that you can change the decision later don't freak out it's not the end of the world there'll be no flooding there'll be no stuffing two animals at a time on a boat it's just a decision you made and you can change the decision okay so pick one and run with it that's all i'm gonna say about it. i'm man i'm so boxing today i'm gonna stop <laughs> Oh, but hey, we're getting a lot of good information there when it comes to this and when it comes to the podcasting on this platform. I would also recommend to start with video because if you decide to actually spruce up the video in the future, you get used to it. You already know what you're doing. And you know what you're missing. But then at the same time, for example, like you know that you're not going to use the video. Let's just say you're creating a podcast with a very good friend and let's say neither of them want to put on makeup that day, right? It's a no makeup day or something of that sort that like we're just in the morning and we still got grime in our eyes and nobody's worrying about their actual appearance. The fact that you're having a face-to-face conversation with someone is what heightens the conversation or the podcast, in my opinion. So even if you decide to not even use any of the video, 
I still feel that you should start with that medium because it just makes the conversation that much more genuine. True story. True story. Oh, man, it's a lot. I can't think of any other podcasts and success tips that you won't get as you start doing the podcast. I can't think of any one right off the top of my head. I think some of them are going to be deeper but I just wanted to make sure we covered the basics. The basics are get started. I think it's very important that you learn to edit whether you plan on being an editor or not. And I'm not asking you to be a Shet Pettibone level editor. If you don't know who that is, he was one of the greatest producers behind Madonna, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, like all of the big people oh. that you know. And then I still say do video first, even if you plan not using the video, even if you want to be like Louis said, yeah. with no makeup, shoot the video anyway, and just promise them that you're going to delete it. When you go to make those clips to promote it, just cover it with B-roll. And yeah, I did want to reiterate what Louis said earlier. I hope Jared, a fellow filmmaker here, doesn't tell you, don't get mad at me for giving you the secret. But whenever we screw up a focus or we screw up an edit or something, we just cover it with B-roll and don't nobody know the difference, right? So yeah. Absolutely. Don't nobody know the difference. And then I'm going to cover this one real quickly as a suggestion. There are tons of one minute podcasts, two minute podcasts. It's Tuesday's two minute financial tip brought to you by dun, 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 Vega and Associates Wealth Partners. Bam. Did you know that if you had such and such and such RRA with this much put in and you peel this from your check and your company matches this, this is one of the great way to get your retirement game in together. Da -da 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 -da. So make sure you're seeing your HR person and your lawyer or accountant if you have one and set up the Luis Vega IRA. That has been the two minute Luis Vega wealth moment sponsored by Wealth Management Partners of Luis and Aiden Vega, period two-minute podcast. There could be a 50, it could be a three-day podcast. It's up to you. Just do it. Pick what, if it takes you two minutes, take two. If it takes you 10, take 10. If it takes you an hour, take an hour. It doesn't matter. I had a buddy of mine named Sam that did 60-second app reviews as a podcast a thousand episodes deep. So just get wow. in there and do what you got to do. You can do special episodes. You can do behind the scenes episodes. You can do Q&A episodes, as they call them in the big podcast, mailbag episodes, where you answer the mailbag. You can even do an episode where you do nothing but read your reviews and call it a day. If you're having stuck ideas on episodes, go see Travis's company, Poddex, and get the deck about episodes. There you go. That's another thing. Poddex are an amazing resource, but you can also Google it if you want something fancy. And Poddex is an app. So all of the above. Any more tips, Mr. Luis? Yeah, you reminded me of something that we spoke of before that I was going to mention, which was about editing yourself. One thing that you learn when you start editing for yourself is that you end up developing your own style. And that style is what you would be communicating to your future editor or if you decide to just take it on all on yourself because that's something that you really like to do. But that's the thing that I wanted to mention, which is that when you start editing for yourself, you actually build your own style of the way that you like to see the cuts and the kind of B-roll, like you mentioned, that you would be adding into it because that's where you actually add your personality. So that goes whether it's a podcast on the audio, video recordings for YouTube, and anything that falls under that editing umbrella. You will be 
developing your own style and that's where you actually get to make your mark and put your own little like je ne sais quoi to it. That is it. Je ne sais quoi. Okay, gang, we're going to wrap up this particular episode of The Flow. Number one, if you have questions or success tips that we miss, please send them to flow at ecamm.com and we'll bring them back up in the later episode to make sure we get all bases covered. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go over to flow.ecamm.com in order to see the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. And again, if you like this, jump over to iTunes and leave us a review. It's very helpful to us and any other podcasters out there. Reviews on iTunes go a really long way. You can leave reviews on other spots and they are appreciated. But the master place is Apple. It's just the way that podcast leveling sort of works. It's just how it works. You can pick it up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, straight off the RSS feed or wherever your podcast getting is got. And you can get that at flow.ecam.com. Or, of course, you can just do a search on the Flow by Ecam Live and you will find us. Mr. Camera Junkie, today I really appreciate you for standing there for Katie. You did a fantastic job and you don't have a Canadian accent. Well, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun hanging out and being able to share with such an amazing community. So thanks for the opportunity. And anytime, I'm happy to help. Okay, now, gang, for those of you listening to this on the audio, you're going to miss out on this next part. We record this live every Tuesday over on the Ecamm Live channel on YouTube. And we're about to jump into live studio audience questions. We got lots of questions from the studio audience. So if you want to partake, you can join us live every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening to The Flow. I'm Doc Rock, and I must say, aloha. Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again. It's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.